Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another exciting show for you lined up this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at a few of our Harvard Business Review tips, uh, which will help us uh, to grow our business. But right now, we've got a very exciting guest on the line, Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint, an award-winning entrepreneur uh, who built his first business at 19 and went on to build three different multi-million dollar businesses before the age of 30. And he's here today to talk to us about some new rules of business. Good afternoon, Dale. Hey there, Julian. Good to chat. It's good to talk to you. It's usually You're usually interviewing me. <laughs> That's right. We have done a few interviews over the years. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, starting your first business at 19. So, yeah, I, I finished school and I had about uh, sort of six months uh, working for, for, for another company. And uh, we saw an opportunity to take uh, what this company was doing, which was uh, education and personal development, and uh, to offer something similar, but for young people, uh, for people that were between the ages of 13 to 21. And it was something that wasn't really kind of offered anywhere else. And so we decided, well, let's do something about that. Um, it wasn't all that that we necessarily were big-time entrepreneurs at the beginning. It's just that we saw an eat and uh, we decided to let, let's do something about it. And so we started very small. Um, in fact, the first ever seminar that I ran, we had three people show up. So that just goes to show you we had a lot to learn in terms of how to actually run a business and how to market and how to... Uh, how to create awareness um, for your business. But anyway, to, um, to follow that story through, uh, we ended up growing that company, which was an education company, um, into seven countries. And we have uh, worked with about 25,000 uh, young people. And, and um, I'm pleased to say that company is still running to this oh. day, which is fantastic. And then you went on to build uh, three different successful businesses before you were 30. What, what sort of uh, things did you learn along the way? Yeah, well, um, I kind of, uh, that was just part of my, um, uh, <laughs> one of my failings, in a way, not failings, it was part of what made me, um, you know, successful, but also was one of the, the, uh, uh, was one of the challenges as well. My eyes were always bigger than my stomach. So when I saw an opportunity, it was like, oh, I could start a PR company. So let's do that. So I started a PR company. Then I saw another opportunity for, uh, to develop a real estate company. So I did that. And then I saw, uh, one for um, a book publishing, and that became really successful as well. And, you know, by the time I was 28, I think I had five or six different companies all going at the same time. And uh, that's where I realized, look, this is, uh, you know, the goal isn't just to get, you know, heaps and heaps of average companies. Um, you know, you want to really develop something extraordinary. And so that's when I decided to sell some of the companies that I had and to shut down uh, one of them, and uh, just focus on what I've been doing for the last seven years, which is my real passion, which is working with business owners and entrepreneurs, and it's a company called Business Blueprint. And, of course, obviously the education side of it interests you a lot. Yeah, they're, they're really my two, apart from family, of course, my two other passions in life is, is business and education. Yeah. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love working with business owners. I love their resilience. I love their their, uh, their, their focus, determination, their creativity, their, um, you know, their, their uh, zest for life. I love working with entrepreneurs and I also love education because I believe education is really the key and that's what turns failure into success and the more educated an entrepreneur becomes in terms of marketing, sales, finance, recruitment, um, online, the more educated an entrepreneur becomes, the greater their chances of success. And so I'm a big believer in education. That's the only reason why I've achieved the success that I have 
is through constant and continuous investment in, in education and learning because in business, especially now, things are changing faster than they ever have before. Mm. And if you do not continue to educate yourself, you will, will, you'll get left behind. You won't be in business in five years' time. So that's one of my big messages out there to business owners, um, even startups, but also people that have been around for 40 years. One thing, one truism in business is nothing. So uh, uh, you, you used the quote from Ray Kroc about uh, you're either green and growing or ripe and rotten. Is that something that every business should reflect on? Oh, absolutely. And just to expand on that point further, you know, there is no such thing as standing still in business. If you're not growing your business and you're just kind of resting on your previous success, then you're actually going backwards. Your, uh, your, your business is, is kind of uh, unfortunately on the path to disaster. So it's very important to make sure that you keep learning, keep growing, because in business there's a lot of uh, change going on, especially now uh, more than ever. And uh, the, that, that advice, you're either green and growing or you're ripe and rotting, is very relevant to business owners today. So, so you keep talking about the change. How do you think business has changed over the past 10 years? Well, there's been a lot of change, first of all, in terms of how we market um, our business. You know, in the past, it was the case of, uh, you know, sticking an ad in the yellow pages, and that's where someone would go if they uh, wanted to find a company or they had a problem or they needed something fixed. That was kind of the default place where people would actually find companies to work with. You know, now the yellow pages, uh, like I can't even remember the last time, probably five or six years since I've opened the yellow pages, and I would say that would be the case for, you know, 95% of, uh, of people. Google is now the, the uh, new yellow pages, and that's the place that people go. So, you know, now we have to learn about this whole new world of websites and technology and uh, and using um using uh, smarter ways of, of, of marketing. Then you will have a lot of change in the finance area. You know, we've gone from, uh, you know, working with systems like, like MyOB and, uh, and, and QuickBooks, which were kind of all, a lot of them were software-based. Now it's all moved into the cloud, and there's a lot of uh, software we can use to automate our accounting. So there's a lot of change happening there. There's a lot of change happening in operations as well. You know, we don't do policies and procedures manuals anymore. You know, we can create things like company intranets, which is so much easier and faster. Even IT has changed uh, the way that we do our performance reviews, the software we use to manage staff, how we manage tasks on a day-to-day basis. It's just, it's completely different. And unless you um, yeah, are learning all these new kind of skills and ways of management, you really will find that uh, you'll just, you won't be able to compete uh, anymore because uh, the world's changing too quickly. And, of course, the speed with which those are changing are constantly changing too, aren't they? The speed is definitely accelerating. There is uh, a lot more uh, Generation Y that are now entering the workforce and the business scene, and this generation grew up with computers and technology, and uh, they're now moving very fast and very quick. And so, you know, if uh, you've been in business for some time, then you do have an advantage in some sense because you have a wonderful thing called experience, but... Sadly, experience also breeds a negative quality, which is complacency. And sometimes it's very easy to become complacent in business mm. and think that, oh, well, I'll be fine and, uh, you know, I, I, I know what I'm doing. But you, you really can't afford to, um, uh, to, to rest on your previous success um, because the you know, world is changing. And sometimes, sometimes inexperience can beat experience if they, they move quickly and they learn quickly. Um, they can actually outsmart much bigger and larger competitors. So um, 
with all these changes happening, you, you've come up with these this series of uh, workshops or seminars, uh, new rules of business. Are they the sorts of things that you uh, would talk about it in these seminars? Yeah, I do. Uh, definitely it's part of um, the uh, kind of opening part of the event is to really make people aware of what I call the new rules of business because things have changed. We can't just... Um, you know, you wouldn't dare of using, you know, a mobile phone that was 10 years old. So why do you run your business with technology that's, that's 10 years old? Uh, we, we now have to keep learning and growing. So I start off with the mindset and getting people's head in the right uh, place. But then the rest of the day is really dedicated to teaching specific strategies in terms of marketing and building systems and outsourcing and, and, uh, operations as well and, and recruiting great, great staff and really how to, better use technology, software, automation in your business as well. So a lot of it's dedicated to that. And people, many people say it's the best one-day business seminar that they've ever attended because I really go from 9 o'clock until 5.30 and I try to pack in as much, much as I possibly can. And because I want to help as many people as possible, and the seminar is 100% free. And, of course, with your eyes open, as you said, you were always biting off more than you chew. Last year, you uh, they launched the first uh, world's first 24-hour small business channel. Yeah, correct. That was something that we launched in 2015, and it's been a huge success. We now have subscribers from uh, 177 countries around the world now uh, that access uh, our content, um, and uh, it's been great. And then... We've decided this year to kind of go one better, and just a couple of days ago, we announced that our next big project is we're launching the world's first artificially intelligent business advisor, which is our project for 2016, and this really is a game changer because less than 1% of business owners have access to an advisor. Now, with this technology, we can give the other 99% um, access to a coach, and we can provide that service at scale and it can really change the lives of business owners all over the world. Yeah, and that's your focus, isn't it? Help everybody right around the world. Exactly. So <laughs> you're going to play, you may as well play big. Well, you're going to visit Newcastle next week. I hope you have a have a great trip up here. I know that uh, your wife comes from this area anyway. So, uh, you're she does. For... I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to be back there. And uh, we're going to help some more business owners. So okay. come along. Fantastic. We'll, we'll see you next week then, Dale. Thank you very much. Look forward to it. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dale Beaumont there from Business Blueprint, as we said, an award-winning entrepreneur. Um, certainly has some fantastic ideas, especially with keeping up with uh, those new rules of business. And, uh, you know, we've, we've often said on the radio here how things are constantly changing, how we do have to keep up to date with websites, social media, and the use of technology in your business. So uh, if you're interested to go along, as he said, it's a full day, full pack day, uh, and it's free, um, you can visit www businesswizard.com.au which is my website and there is a button on there that takes you to get your free ticket for that uh, event. Well, let's have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips and the first one's very interesting which is how to stop a conversation meltdown. Conversation disasters are more reversible than they feel. Here are six things that can halt and sometimes reverse a conversation meltdown. Own your part. Take responsibility for your actions as in I'm getting loud and aggressive or I'm sorry or I don't want to, this to be a competition. Then offer some safety. Say something like 
I am committed to making this work for both of us. Next, point out the default, uh, the default future. Say, I don't like where this is going. I'm guessing you don't either. Can we try a different tack? Then we could talk about the rules. Say, can we take time out? Perhaps we could discuss some ground rules for this negotiation. Then we change the pace. A fast-moving conversation reinforces feelings of panic or threat. So, slow it down. And then finally, reinforce or refocus on agreement. Say, can I pause for a moment and point out that we both agree on this? And then enumerate common interest, belief or history. So sometimes we can take control of conversations and perhaps reverse them. This other one is a very interesting one, and that's disagreeing with someone more powerful than you. What should you do when you disagree with someone more powerful than you? It may be tempting to say nothing, but consider the risks. Say a project could be derailed or you could lose the team's trust, and then realistically weigh them up against the potential consequences of taking action. Before you share your thoughts, think about what the powerful person cares about. It may be credibility of their team or getting a project done on time. When you do speak up, connect your disagreement to a higher shared purpose. It's smart to give powerful person psychological safety by asking permission, as in, I know we seem to be moving toward a first quarter commitment here. I have reason to think that it won't work. I'd like to lay out my reasoning. Would you be okay with that? Watch your language carefully. Avoid any judgment words such as short-sighted, foolish or hasty and stick to the facts. Show respect while maintaining your own self-respect. So that's a couple of interesting little comments there, isn't it, from the Harvard Business Review. Thank you once again for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've had a, a good chat there with Dale Bowman from Business Blueprint who's coming to Newcastle next week. And uh, in a moment, uh, Greg Richard will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have our Minute on Innovation again as Christina will be back from overseas and probably with some very useful ideas and tips. And of course, we'll have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Norman Vincent Peale once said, Change your thoughts and you change your world.